Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mental Health Today. Uh, it's your host, Ken, and I'm here still in Los Angeles, taking a little break from the road, from the show you just saw, the JAR podcast, uh, where really those nearly 300 interviews led me to realize the the real catastrophic state we are in for mental health today uh, in the U.S. and across the world, really, and, and the impact that's having on so many people's lives really has come through on the jars i've traveled around the country and that again that brought me to this chair which is kind of opening up this podcast starting the jar foundation to learn everything i can about mental health and the people that are in it the leaders and people you know through whatever reason have found themselves uh as a calling a bit to kind of steal from quint sturter's uh a, a gentleman who's going to be on the show in a, in a while uh just released a, a book called the calling and it really is about people being called to this business somehow. Maybe they kind of wake up in it and feel it, feel that hook. Uh, but definitely, Owen, uh, our next guest, we had a really fun pre-chat, a little hectic, trying to get everything together uh, between me being a little bit behind and him trying to get figure out the wires and all that good stuff, Owen. But here we are, my friend. Um, thanks for coming on the show. I, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I really look forward to hearing what you're doing in the space and and what else we should be doing and how people can get involved. Tell us a little bit. How did you end up here? How did you end up with a, how did you end up being a medical doctor? Yeah, I know, right? Man, there's so much, so much <laughs> to find out about you to peel this onion back. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't start it that way. Um, yeah, I, I'm I was, sure you didn't. Yeah. I was hell bent on not being a medical doctor. Uh, my goal in college was to never do that. Uh, to the you point failed where, miserably. I did. I did. I love failure. Uh, I'm a huge failure fan, uh, yeah. and I, I've succeeded at failing. Uh, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, yeah, I have bipolar disorder, um, and so okay. and so I, I knew I knew I had it. I went to I went to college at Amherst College, and I I took every senior neuroscience seminar, but zero pre med classes. And so I was actually actively trying to block myself from fulfilling any of the requirements to be able to go to medical school so I could remove the temptation <laughs> from myself. You were out, you were outsmarting the system. I thought so. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I love music. I love recording. I'm a recording engineer. These are my okay. actual fancy microphones and, uh... and artisanal preamps and ukuleles and instruments and lobotomy kits on the wall. And, um, and so that's what I wanted to do. And I, and I did immediately after college, but I was worried that I might want to go to medical school. And so I blocked myself, or at least thought I was blocking myself, by taking every advanced neuroscience class, but no biology, no general chemistry, no physics, so I couldn't apply. And did you even, even understand? That, did you understand what you were taking in yeah, the class? Yeah, no, that was very intentional. Yeah. Well, that's scary to think that you're, yeah. you know, you missed the basic classes. You're in the advanced classes, and you know what's going on. Well, the basic classes for pre-med are are only there because you need them to take the MCAT, and because med schools have them as a weed out. They're not actually. Uh, 
So some of the concepts are relevant to medicine. Yes. And like for me, ironically, like the most useful class I took was electronics and, and I focused on audio engineering stuff because uh, I do brain stimulation work mostly. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and so all the neuroscience was really like the, the class I took, pa I took one class pass fail. And that was like, I would have gotten an A plus, it turns out, <laughs> but I wanted it, I wanted to take it easy. So I took the class and didn't get the reported grade, which was a, which would have upped my average, um, and built microphone preamplifiers in college. Uh, oh, fun. That'd yeah. Be fun. And, and so now I'm a psychiatrist who does brain stimulation. And that work revolves heavily around frequency, power supplies of giant magnets. And the reason that all came easily to me was because I was an audio engineer first. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's just like stereo microphone technique. You have one vector and the other, and they yeah. add up to be stereo. Yeah, left plus right, left minus right. So it's mono compatible. Right. But that's the same thing as magnetic fields because, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, because duh. But like, there's no way, like, so, like, for example, uh, an equalizer. Um, if you look at an equalizer, it's bouncing up and down. That's called yes. fast, fast Fourier transformation is the math behind that. Now, right. when I was working with Bessel van der Kolk up at Berkshire Medical Center, and he was training me on EEG neurofeedback, and he's trying to explain it, I'm like, so it's an equalizer, right? And I pull up my EQ on my audio program and show him the sweep. He's like, yes, that's exactly what it is, but for brainwaves, not for sound. Tell us what you do today. Yeah. So um, today is the is a big day. I'm I'm a psychiatrist, child, adolescent, and adult. Um, I did uh, medical school at the University of Rochester School of Medicine and Dentistry. Got my medical license. Did my general psychiatry residency training at the Zucker Hillside Hospital. The full okay. name of which is the Hof D Donald Donald and Barbara Zucker Hofstra Northwell School of Medicine General Psychiatry Residency Program at the Zucker Hillside Hospital. Give enough money and they'll put your name on it twice. Um, and uh, I went from Hillside to NYU Bellevue for child psychiatry. I married uh, Carlene McMillan, who's the chief medical officer at Osmind, and my wife. Uh, and uh, and she moved to New York. And, and here we are. Um, I stimulate brains and I do therapy and I yeah. know people who want to die all the time. And I figure out ways to get paid for. And today uh, is an announcement that I have, which is uh, there's a way to get it paid for. Oh, you found a way. Yeah. Pray tell. Yeah. So um, the Validation Institute. Okay. Uh, is It sounds good, right? I, I, I mean, we all want... <laughs> There's so many things about this institute. I have a lot of questions, first off, but I'm definitely a fan. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd imagine it's good. It sounds good. It sounds great. Yeah, I mean, the problem a lot of people face is like, there's a mental health crisis, but what what's the problem? And and my argument is the problem isn't there's a mental health crisis. The problem is we don't pay for things that work. Hmm. And, and when you okay. don't pay for things that work, they generally don't happen unless you have someone who is enough of an evangelical to just do it anyway. Hmm. And, and in my case, just doing it anyway led to learning things that you couldn't learn if you accepted the realities of our payment yes. model. Yes. And, and so kind of the first of those things was taking brain stimulation, um, which I understood from my audio engineering background better than I might have otherwise. And it's just a magnet. It fires in a pattern. You put it on your head. And it creates a pattern of firing in the neurons in your brain. And so. So the magnet that yeah. you put close to your brain. Yep. Yeah. Will. 
interact with the energy of the electrons in your in your it's even in easier. your yeah even easier okay so if you're gonna play piano right and we yes. have we can say we have a piano crisis and the crisis is actually the piano is out of tune <laughs> yeah okay it's not that you haven't practiced enough <laughs> it's a crisis two minutes before the show well but if you play a piano and the piano's out of tune it's gonna sound bad Yes. It doesn't matter how hard you practiced. Um, you could have Rachmaninoff as your teacher. You could be Rachmaninoff and the piano's yeah, out you, tune. It will sound bad. It's going to sound bad. And if you have a bad drummer in the band and you're out of time or there's some latency, the whole band will be terrible. But it's not a problem with the piano. It's not a problem with the person. It's not a problem with the drummer. It's a problem with the rhythm and the tuning. Mm. And what transcranial magnetic stimulation does is retune your brain using a frequency and pattern that gets you back in sync with yourself and with other people. That's it. And when you pay for wow. that, you get yes. well. And so the remission rates for depression are on the order, and this is true, of 79%. Wow. In five days of treatment. Yep. What's happening? So, so I mean, a, I get the yeah. science. I get I get you waking yeah. up and you the neurons are dancing and you know the, but well, what's what there, happens in there? there what are you there, fixing? So right right now, the problem with depression or OCD or most brain disorders is that there are circuits in the brain. And you have okay. one part of the brain and another part of the brain. Yeah, and if they're to... playing in time, that's good. Okay. And if they're out of time and like out of rhythm, it's going to sound like a band that doesn't play. Right. You play put six year olds behind the best instruments on earth, and they will sound bad. You put great musicians on an out-of-tune instrument, and they will sound terrible. Yeah, and probably break the instrument out of frustration. I mean, if they're rocking hard enough. And, and what we're doing with the mental health crisis right now is it's a crisis of not acknowledging. The problem is they're out of tune. You're never going to play a good song. It, you, don't have to, you don't have to raise awareness of the concert, right? That doesn't help if the instruments are out of tune. Reduce the stigma. Don't, don't yell at to, the piano. We don't need to. Don't yell there's, at the there's no amount of like reducing the stigma about out of tune pianos that will make them sound good. Right. Or like, uh, you know, this is interesting. I was listening to uh, a podcast and this gentleman and it's um, it's kind of a spirituality based podcast, but not that's it doesn't do it justice. It's a lot of psychology. And, and he was talking about some of the exercise are doing in these seminars. And yeah. he's a big he's a believer of. I, and, I, and I'm sure this is something you've got some thoughts on or experience, not thoughts on, but experience with. But he was saying when when they get people into a meditative state the right way, and if they're able to get the left brain and the right brain in sync, and I didn't really understand what this meant. Yeah. But he was yeah. saying what's happening is you're you're not in sync. You have a different frequencies. And so there, it's like two modems that can't talk. And so you're constantly a little bit at odds. And he said what they found, and they're putting people on spectrums. And heart heart rate things. And he said, when they meditate to the level and that happens, he said, yep. literally, they've measured their energy going out of their bodies in a four-foot circumference. I don't know about that, like, but it doesn't really I, matter. Like, yeah. he's not wrong. So up to the energy. He's not wrong. Yeah, up to that part. Up to that part, you're okay. Well, but up here, to the energy here, part. Here's the interesting part. The, the, the reason the brain works this way, at least yeah. in my understanding, evolutionarily, is it's a hack. Right. How much energy do you need to have go four feet? Well, it, it may, there's some amount, right? You can hear yes. me. You're, where are you physically? You're in LA. I'm in New York. Yeah. 
we're able to understand each other across thousands of miles. Yes. There are no physical cables connecting my mind and your mind. And the way we do that is you hear my voice, mm. and that creates yes. a representation in your brain, a pattern of neurons firing that is me in your brain. I'm doing the same thing for you. And so we're synchronizing across space and time in a way that's very energy efficient thermodynamically, just like basic physics, like the stuff I skipped in, yeah. in, in college and then had to do later in post-bac. <laughs> so I went back and took these classes and thermodynamics is real. Like you can't uncrack an egg. That's impossible, but you can imagine an egg uncracking. And the ability to synchronize our imagining, right? Fish swimming in schools aren't yeah. connected to each other. That's fancy shit. How do they do it? And the way yes. they do it is they have a model in the fish brain of the other fish. And so they're just comparing their swimming to the model of the other fish and the visual input of the other fish. And humans do the same thing with the same fish hardware. As we're done. Yeah. And so when you hear me talk and I hear you yeah. talk, we're getting in sync. Literally. What's happening in our brain is neurons are firing in a pattern that is either in or out of sync with the representation with the in the other person's mind. What happens when you talk to somebody and you can't, like, if you ever talk to somebody in a conversation new and you're kind of trying to feel it out and you can't quite get, like, they talk and you talk. Mm -hmm. it, you're, you're, you're out of sync, right? You're out of tune. You're totally out of sync. I feel it. Mm -hmm. And that's litter in your brain. There's a pattern of neurons firing. Yes. And, yeah, there, and, and there's this going. Yes. Yes. And it feels like that. It we, feels like. Absolutely. Build it into our language. I feel so in sync with you. Yes, yeah. Well, our two hearts beat as one. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's so, real. It's real. It's actually real. It's a representation of an underlying truth. And that's what yeah. we're modifying with brain stimulation. That's yeah, what so, psychedelics yeah, modify. So interesting. It's all the and same psychedelics thing. psychedelics modifies yeah. it as well. And when we're talking about meditation, they're modifying it also. They're using the brain as its own stimulator. Yeah, yeah. They're using the brain. And, and that's hard work, right? To get to that level of, of control. Well, it's hard work, but it's trainable. And we actually have last month uh, an FDA cleared device called the, the PRISM system by Gray Matters. Um, and it's a medical device for PTSD that trained your brain using just an EEG cap to watch a screen. And you make somebody sit down. And when they sit down, you've downregulated your amygdala, the fear center of your brain. Yes. So you're, you're changing your brain's circuitry in such a way as it's the most powerful treatment for PTSD that has ever been FDA approved. I mean, that's, that's like hope for people. Yeah. So that, that's what I do is I treat depression to remission in five days. I bring Fine. other things like PTSD treatment to market. Uh, and I treat people with things that are s dramatically more effective than you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but there is like, practically, I don't, there's no mental health crisis in my office. It's people not believing it's going to work the first time sometimes, but it works most of the time. And if it doesn't, I have the next thing. They work. It's getting them paid for. That's the problem. Right. Right. Yeah. I, this is some of the, I think the treatments look, the non sit on the couch, non mega pharma drug stuff anything outside that protocol is is struggling to find traction with with money and and but and there's a reason for it. And, there's a reason for it which is it works so major insurance companies don't make money if the cost of care goes down they make money if the cost of care goes up 
it's just counterintuitive. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, does well, it? Well, if that's on purpose, right? If it made right. sense, no one would do it. It would be her, it would you would look in the mirror would, and go, "I'm a vampire and I can't do this." Yeah, and yeah. That, and and no one no one would tolerate doing it. You have to obscure what's really happening. They're doing a good job. Well, to themselves, they they don't see it internally. Because if you're in different silos, you don't. You just need to know you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing in your particular domain. Yes, I. I and then somebody's stitching it together well, to make it work. No, but nobody has to stitch it together. That's the amazing part. Ah, uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I guess so. They don't have to stitch it together. If you take it, it, my my tuning metaphor, if you yeah, give yeah. one person an A four forty to tune to, and you give the other person. 446. Yes. And then you say, go, you'll get an attitude song. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing they can do with those constraints to play in tune. If you give one person 80 beats per minute and the other person 196 and say, go, they will not play together. And that's, oh, that's how it works. Work. But everyone is doing the things. If you don't play 80 beats per minute in the mental health carve out, you get fired because you're not a company man. And you're not, you're not maximizing value. And if you don't play 196 in the PBM department, you're fired. And so yeah. just fire everyone who's out of tune or out of rhythm with their department. And that guarantees that they will never sync up. I just changed my guitar tuning from four. Was it 440 to 432? Hmm. A little brighter. Yeah. A little brighter. And less, uh, you know, yep. Yep. way more in tune. I, I felt it. Immediately felt it in my body. Yeah, even guitar is a good example because guitar is a, is a compromise. Yeah. All the tuning of every string, uh, those frets, those evenly lined frets, are an, a compromise between f one temperament and, that would make it perfectly in tune and another that would make it perfectly in tune, but it's not going to be in tune for every scale. Yeah. And so everything on the guitar or piano in an even tuning is a compromise. And, it, and it's a, yeah. And, and so if you imagine the opposite of that, it was a compromise to make it be the wrong thing always right that's self-insurance right now yes so. to go back to the company you'd mentioned you just found yeah. funding yeah so um, it wasn't funding no no no. oh a way no, no, i'm no. sorry not funding a way no, to no. get paid yes they're much much better oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah because yeah, funding runs out and, and if you find a secret sauce to getting paid yeah so and the secret sauce to getting paid is all that matters yes so oh, amen so our secret sauce is uh, independent validation from the Validation Institute of okay. outcomes and cost savings at the same time. Oh. And the key there is that independent validation uh, comes with a bet on the part of the Validation Institute. If you can disprove their math, you get money. I like these guys. Well, they saw enough scams, and they know the only scam that people won't do is a scam they're going to lose money on. Yeah, yeah, right. So they built an, a, a tuning, which was never rely, because if you do, you have to pay out on it. Or if you're wrong, you have to pay out on it. So they're really careful, because they don't want to get blown up on their bet that the thing was real. That's quite clever, actually. Yeah. And it creates, in this day and age, thanks to the Combined Appropriations Act of 2021, which means it's the fiduciary duty of every CEO and CFO named fiduciaries and employers to provide health benefits in your interest as a plan member. Mm. And, now, and now the winch. So is it in your interest to buy treatment that is not cost-effective? 
Uh, I would think not. Right. If you have independent validation of cost effectiveness and you still refuse to pay for it, what are you doing? Uh, well, you're, you're definitely not following the, the statute and you're probably opening yourself up to some legal trouble, especially if something happens to that person. Yeah, because it turns out that health benefits are tax exempt. For a yeah. reason, they have to follow ERISA from 1974. Oh, that's why it's tax. So you get the yes. tax break because it's under ERISA. I didn't yeah. realize. I, yeah. Yes. Or I I think I knew that, but I would have forgotten that. And in 2021, they updated the law. They copy pasted the ERISA fiduciary duty from 401k plans oh. to health benefits. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a crime to sell scam 401k plans from the from jump and now it's also a crime with up to 10 years in prison for doing the tax fraud that is knowingly selling scam health benefits so putting in a really garbage plan or not giving people the treatment that you know works especially when you have independent validation yeah yeah the validation right so i have the only cost saving and outcomes are better treatment that has ever been validated in mental health. And that's what I'm how selling. We, yeah. Cause I'm thinking how could have, I mean, therapists would have a difficult time getting that. Uh, well, you, I, I, I don't know what kind of therapy they do. I don't know what kind of outcomes they have. The standards are the same. Is it cost effective? What do they do? And does it work? Yeah. But I mean, just the, the nature of therapy, which is, you know, it, it's, there's no start date. There's no end date. You know what I mean? So I, very difficult to get that validation. Nope. And, nope. and there's so many different treatments. Disagree. Dis- yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mentalization-based treatment therapy supervisor. I am one of five supervisors in a model of psychotherapy from the UK. I wrote a manual on the tr- adolescent suicide and self-injury okay. colon mentalizing theory and treatment. I ran therapy groups for narcissistic personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder for years. And I will say, as, as with all that credentialing behind me, therapy is wildly effective for some people if you do it right. And it's so effective wow. that when you're done, you don't have to do it anymore because it works. It works. Yeah. Yeah. And things I, that's that good to hear. Like, I mean, that's the yeah. you're the first person that's ever honestly stated that in, in such a positive, clear confident way yep because the therapy that i do i only do two kinds of therapy but i only do it with people for whom it's indicated yeah okay most of it's group therapy that's the most fan i like group therapy actually i think for some reason it appeals to me well it, it works it's wildly effective now in for whom and in what you know like that's yes. a good question right yeah and and, and just like you know you wouldn't want to you know use my tuning metaphor right I'm not going to let a six-year-old play the most expensive instrument on earth at a tune because it'll sound like crap. And like, there's no amount of like, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) It'll break your good guitar. Yeah. And and don't play guitar uh, wildly out of tune either. Right. And don't bring the guitar to the classical quartet concert because like that's the wrong tool yeah and 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 it's as i feel as if mental health is a lot of like we paid someone to buy like the most expensive marshall stack and like vintage gibson and show up at a string quartet and just like 
that but that's and we just won't acknowledge that that it's a terrible idea <laughs> this is not the place to wail on your martin six-year-old uh, and and the marshall shouldn't be at 10 when we're trying to play mozart it's oh. not it's not the right answer um and but if that's the only answer you're like look we're gonna have to ask you to change the the treble knob on the marshall <laughs> yeah well at least bring it down a wee bit but that, the answer is not a Marshall stack at the classical concert. Like, yeah. it's not, it's, that's, what are you doing? It, and it, it feels like we're not acknowledging that. So therapy that goes on forever is an effective therapy. Yes. For most people. Do some people need that? Yeah, maybe. But if it was effective, we'd want to measure it and pay for it. And if it wasn't effective, we'd want to stop. I, I, for me, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm still corporate in a way. There's like, you, you do some stuff, you measure it, you, you adjust course, you come yeah. back. If you need more education or treatment, then you do it and then you yeah. test it yeah. and then you come back and you keep yeah. doing that until you get on the right sustainable yeah. path where yeah. a team doesn't need that much coaching. And, and I will tell you that great therapy is neuromodulation. The thing I described at the beginning as an effective way to change oh, okay. the rhythm in your brain, that conversation we were having, that's what therapy is. Interesting. Trying to get that back. It's getting it a little bit wrong. Yeah. Repeatedly, like we described in the beginning. Yeah, like yeah. You had that conversation that was out of sync. Yes. That's what you're doing in therapy. Trying to get it between the two of you in sync. Mm -hmm. So you can do it in the world later. But it ah. is brain stimulation using the tools of those energy fields around us and our ability to understand each other or not and get it a little bit wrong. And for some people, it's profoundly impactful. And for other people, it's not it's a Marshall at a classical concert. Yeah. Tim, we've got we got about another five or six minutes. Um, take me back to this, you know, actually the treatment again, what yeah. is happening? Um, the, my only baseline of knowledge on this so far is the ketamine. Yeah. And how ketamine gets the neurons to actually kind of, you know, kind of try to seek each other out. If I get, if I understand that correctly, right. It, it does create some growth. Yeah. There's dendritic spine growth in the, in the, in the animal models. Yeah. It's, yeah. So but it's, what, what's at, happening at the with, day, is the brain able to resync, right? And so growing the spines gets it to be easier to get in sync. It's still not in sync, even though it's physically okay. The ketamine lets it be easier to resynchronize. Okay. So okay. it's like a piano tuner. Tunes a piano. Can it still go out of tune? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right? So ketamine is like a piano tuner shows up and does a tune-up, and the concert goes on. Is it a humid day? And it drifts right. out of tune, right? And you got to take yeah. the piano to the desert tomorrow. Yep. Yep. And, and and TMS the work that I do. Yeah. So and I, yeah. I so do, what is I do, I do ketamine also because what I'm interested in is does it retune and how long does the tune up last? Okay. Right. And this is a retuning. It just happens to work through the mechanism of uh, a magnetic field creates a pattern of yep. sensation. It targets a spot in the brain. It changes the pattern in that target, and the right pattern in the right spot with the right rhythm for the right person equals being well. Can you do it on well people? Is there, is there an advantage to somebody who's like, you know, improved, psychologically feels pretty okay? Improved cognition is a side effect. So yes, but we haven't done a lot of it. Yeah. How about for older, like dementia? Yep. 
Uh, we don't know yet. We don't have the randomized control trials on it yet, but we strongly suspect that's the case. We treat, we treat I, a I, lot of people like that. I was, I was going to say, I would imagine you start, you start thinking of other brain, so brain injuries. Yes. What's the difference between PTSD brain and somebody with severe depression? Yeah. I, so the difference ends up being uh, not so much the difference in the brain, but the difference in the rhythms in the brain. So it's like getting your guitar knocked out. Of, if you knock out the G string or the E string, different problems. We both admit there's a different issue, but fundamentally you're out of tune with the world. And it's PTSD interesting how you look at thing. it. I, I love how you look at it. You're like, yeah, what does it? It's yeah. Same thing. Same thing. It's out of tune. Yeah. It's out of tune. It's a different, you have, I mean, maybe you have to go to the different, you know, whatever, but um, yes, the right. you need a different problem, tuner. And we can see this on in neuroimaging when we do an fMRI and yeah. we target the amygdala, the fear center, that's connecting with different parts of the brain in a way that's different than the depression circuit. Uh, and so if we're treating PTSD, we may target a spot that's different here or here yes. or here or here, depending on your brain and your blood flow, than we would for depression, which might be here or here or here or here, depending on you. And And so we're picking the target based on the the description of your symptoms and we have the experience and this is what i'm looking to tie together in my work but we're tying together the information patients give us you know subjectively but i feel it's really a lot of objective information with okay. objective information about brain function and then where to stimulate how much and getting that just right means lasting change and then you need Damn. therapy to cope with how weird it is but most therapy. <laughs> I love that you do. You need therapy. Like I feel, no, I feel so normal. It's un. It feels unsettling. Well, not all therapy is therapeutic. Not all things that are therapeutic are therapy. People want to mm. be well. And the best, it would be like there shouldn't be a therapy that's as good as the best day of your life. That would be yeah, bad. Yeah, of course. That would no. I would not. That would be very sad. Right, because we want anything to help us have a good day. Yeah. But not be better than our good days. Not be no, as no. like we want to go have the good days, and have the bad days be attenuated in a way that we can make sense of. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to go tell my therapist about my great days. Yeah. And you know, and then, like you said, the bad days are stuff I can we can kind of talk talk through and figure it out. But as a therapist, I want to be obsolete. Yeah. I would like to. I would like to do do whatever I'm going to do. I don't really care what it is. I'd like you to be well, and if you need to come back for a tune up. Great, but mostly I want to work myself out of a job. And if we pay yeah. people to do that, which is my point, like cost savings is a good measure because if we're doing things that get people well, then they don't cost anything. And I'd like to get paid to do nothing. Thanks. Yeah, I right. And the should... only way to get there is wildly effective treatment. <laughs> it is wildly effective treatment that's yeah. measurable, provable. Yeah. cheaper in the long run because it does work and yeah. it, the i i think the results there like you're talking i mean getting people fixing and healing and actually treating the yeah. symptoms i mean i think the medical industry today is so struggling because they're dealing with so many outcomes of you know they're, they're dealing with the symptoms and a lot I, I don't of the even stuff like that framing so it's it's i i don't i don't because no. when you say symptoms, it's just bait for hucksters. It's how we measure, yeah, so what, measure yeah. the symptoms. If your measuring stick is only half as much suffering 
which is the symptom reduction we measure for depression medicines, for okay. example. Then so we're, we only, the... we're only ever going to treat depression to half as miserable. Yeah, I love that. That's a great goal. So the outcome <laughs> variable of the symptom, like we only treat, the, who gives a fuck? Uh, like you're going to, you're going to complain that you treat the symptoms of your orthopedic injury by fixing it. No, yes. you're, we're treating your limping by fixing your leg. Nobody complains about that. Please God <laughs> treat my symptoms, but effectively. So they're over. Right. And that's, that's what I mean. Like how you measure it. Like we don't want you to limp half as much. No orthopedist. Right. Like, that's 50% less limp. Sweet. I did a great job. You're like, well, I think half, lot- half is broken. I think a lot of the I think a lot of operations they're like, well, we're hoping to get fifty percent mobility back. Well, you know, but they get fifty percent mobility. At least they're measuring it, right? Uh, fair to be fair, right? Do you? Uh, I I think it's tough. Like, I guess my point is, there's so there's so much stuff that we, so much energy spent on the on the other side of stuff, and there's people like you on the front end trying to figure out what's causing it. Yeah. And how to fix the cause, and and I think that's the that's that's the heroic stuff. Um, you know, I my, think the my, other side. My patients are the heroic ones. It's I mean, like I sit there and literally I watch them power through and and have hold that hope, and that's where I get my inspiration. I, it's not I didn't do anything heroic. Yeah, but you, yeah, it's, I mean, you get you get sure you're going to get the inspiration when you see your efforts pay off and some in effect, you know really literally change somebody's life all, all the time I mean, and it's the people are and the people around them owen i mean yeah. it's not just the person right everybody around them is on you know is affected by the mental by by people struggling with yeah. mental illness yeah. or, or you know being out of tune yeah as we walk around i love the description of out of tune i mean this is it's so easy to understand and it's makes way more sense and, and 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 at the end of the day i think like if people just need to ask themselves a question to know if it's nonsense or not which is like does this fix the tuning problem does this feel right mm. if the answer is no we're not done yet you do feel in tune do you feel in tune like i when i tune my guitar and when i strum a g when i strum a, a g on that thing and it's t- it's just like and i'm in tune and right. it's, it's like a beautiful thing. So I think, man, if people and, could feel and, that. And no one's gaslighting you and telling you the out-of-tune guitar is good enough. And you need prior authorization <laughs> to fix the high E. Because have you asked about the high E prior authorization program? Look, we no. paid for the low E already. Yeah, Look, I, I We didn't... replaced the G. Now you want to tune it? We're going to have to talk to tuning management. It's not part of your plan. Uh, it's yeah. I need to upgrade. Well, it's you can't upgrade because you haven't tried tuning the other strings first. Uh, oh, it that's popped. True. It popped. You popped the low E. You now. popped a string. Yeah. <laughs> what is? Yeah. I think but, the I think the lobotomy kit behind you is when someone pops a string. I think that's what you pull out. Yeah, and that's a, as I said, Nobel Prize winning intervention. Oh, what was the other one? Uh, the, malar- the malarial cure for insanity. Okay, let's close. Let's close yeah. the chat on on yeah. this. This is a fun fact. Yeah. I'm guessing. Well, it, it is, but it's also it's the past and the future. So the first Nobel Prize winning intervention in psychiatry, 1918, right? The height of neurosyphilis uh, was uh, was giving people malaria. Malaria gives you a temperature of 105. These spirochetes that cause neurosyphilis die at 104. 
So it solved the problem. It was a biological intervention, an interventional approach to modifying the underlying biology to cure the disease. And it emptied 10% of the hospitals at the time. That's wild. If you gave me a treatment that cleared out 10% of the hospitals now, and the worst it did is gave people symptoms of malaria, we would be jumping for joy. Yes. That is a Nobel Prize winning intervention, and it exists now. And that's the work that I do. We have a, we have a patented version, St. Stanford Accelerated Intelligent Neuromodulation Treatment, FDA breakthrough cleared already. Wow. And we just have to deploy it and agree that it should be paid for. And that's the most, you know, that's an fMRI guided, but it uses an algorithm. So you don't need smart people to do the targeting. To, to do the targeting. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and so the, the work that I do is bringing those innovations to market at the end of the day. It's collecting the data that are cost effective and proving it out. So we yeah. did it today with obsessive compulsive disorder and my approach we call brain you, behavioral response. You got the letter. Behavioral response augmented intelligent neuromodulation. Uh, and that's a rapid approach to OCD treatment, which, by the way, has a thousand percent higher suicide rate than depression. And so it's it's the modern equivalent of a biological intervention that won a Nobel Prize. You think? How do you apply? Would you apply for a Nobel Prize? No. For this, I would apply for my colleague Dr. Nolan Williams to get the Nobel Prize because he actually yeah did yeah. The but science. I mean, you'd help like you'd, yeah, you'd help put the you'd help put a paper together. I mean, that's it's a great already, idea. It, it, Dude, it's published already. It's, it's already. Not, it's out. It's FDA cleared. It's a existing but, treatment oh, already. My question was more: you don't. So you don't need a paper to apply for a Nobel Peace. Someone has to nominate you. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Okay. So now you need the nomination. But it's a secret process. I have no idea who is the nominating committee. Nobody does. I we just happen the... to know in ancient history that How... Walter Freeman, who was the American who gave yeah, a lot yeah. of people lobotomies, nominated in secret Antonio Egasman is the neurosurgeon who invented the lobotomy. So he could have his treatment validated. Now, maybe that tells you a little bit about me. <laughs> um, I, uh, Nolan Williams is a brilliant scientist, and, and his work I'm on... Sh- on doing this is is crucial and and it's a hundred years of neuroscience coming together into what i consider you know meaningfully a cure defined as these symptoms are over we recognize it's not forever but we haven't been willing to use that word for years it meets the definition of the word but we have a cure this is crazy interesting the problem the problem is a lack of payment for the cure for 79 percent of people who had failed 13 medication trials on average and had 20 years of depression. These are not easy cases. These are the hardest cases. Whoa. Yep. What's next for you? Um, so uh, selling that <laughs> to employer groups so it can be pre-tax, right, and, and drive okay. costs down. Uh, and I think you do that, and then you do that with the next thing, and you do the next thing. There's a bunch on the horizon, EEG neurofeedback, ultrasound, um, the, getting therapy to be AI guided, not, not with fake mm. AI bot therapists, but helping humans be better communicators, yeah. letting them know when they're out of sync with a little nudge, right? I think that's powerful. Mm. Um, and so for whom, what, what are we measuring? But it's just, it's changing the measurement knob from are you 50% better to are you well? And that's the question we have to ask and get an answer that it's right. And if not, we're, we're playing out of tune guitars and wondering why the concert sucks. It's awesome. So that's what I do. Owen, oh, tell us about the the frontier psychiatrist. Yeah, I write, a, that you're... I write a newsletter 
It's daily. Whoa, oh my God, daily? Yeah. I'm not sure I could take you daily. You don't have to. I, you, a you daily dose of Owen, you know? So, so it turns out I get I have like 2.3 thousand subscribers and like 81,000 reads a month. Wow. So the people who are reading it are, are I mean, I have C-level executives in every major payer, as far as I can tell. Um, and I write funny stuff. I write it every day because it creates a habit, right? People, yeah. if, if you're not there for me when I'm doing my laundry, what good are you? Yes. Yeah. Right. And so I, people want to wake up and read the paper. And so I give them yeah. something to wake up and read. And so like this week I'm covering mental health parody and I'm comparing mental health parody guidance from the department of labor to classic hip hop songs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I did back on more today uh, about reference-based pricing in, in, in employer groups, right? So uh, uh, I did say my name, which is a compliance and reporting standard. She knows he's cheating. She knows. Say my name. If no one's around you, say, baby, I love you. She's trying to catch him. And the Department of Labor said we need to try to catch the mental health parity violators. And so I used guidance from Destiny's Child and Shaggy. <laughs> and Macklemore and TLC uh, to highlight what we know in our everyday life. Like, I don't want no scrubs is a clear standard. <laughs> is a scrub a guy who can get love from you? No. <laughs> Next gentleman, right? As opposed to being like, ah, you know, let's, if only we had, do we need more scrubs? Are they, could be different color scrubs. We're going to have to ask for, Scrub management. No, no, no scrubs. Well, how about a busta? A scr that's also known as a busted. No, right? We accept things that we know are fake. Yes. It's, it's not a mental health crisis. It's, it's not. There's no mental health crisis. That's a lie. That's like saying there's a mobility crisis because we poured water into the tank. Or there's a rock crisis because we tuned the guitars out and only handed people out of tune guitars. It's a lie. I, I love it. And the lie is we're not like we're do we do things that work? No. Hmm. But it's the wrong I, I'm my argument is the wrong crisis. If we did things that worked, they would work. And we know that. And we don't lie about that in other contexts. So I write a funny newsletter so people don't murder me. Um, yeah, you're I, trying I, to bring I, some humor to it. Yeah, I tell the truth, but I say it as a joke. And so then yes. people read it and don't kill me. And it's and it's uh you know if you know you know. Well, I mean, I have I have articles about PBMs where I provide extensive documentation of the criminal nature of their behavior, and whether regulators want to follow up on that is not up to me. Just real thing. Well, I wouldn't look to the regulator for help. Uh, well, it turns out enough reporting does eventually get followed up on, and they are reading. I oh. know that because I met the head lawyer for DEA. Oh, so you've got some like, oh, okay. All right. So when we have, this is, this is what it's for. So I write this newsletter. I mean, I sat down at, at ATA with the lawyer from DEA who's now okay. counsel to DEA when they were discussing this new telehealth prescribing rule. And so I asked him like, what do we do? And he said, well, in the manner of a good bureaucrat, we welcome any and all reports. We would encourage reports during an open comment period. We legally have to read any and all reports and associated materials. Please submit any and all reports. Ah. So we got 38,000 comments about that open comment period. And it took, they legally have to read them all. So they couldn't make a decision in the time frame 
that they needed to yes yeah, because much, they yeah. had to spend the time reading it so it's a yeah. you know, denial of service attack on their ability to make a bad decision just by submitting endless open comments so right now you can do the same thing for mental health parity and and so i write a newsletter every day about what you could say and i hope people say it i feel like i'm saying it every day yeah but um, say it in an open comment period on regulations.gov when there's a open comment yes. about a regulatory issue that they legally have to read. Hmm. Keep me posted on those. I when have I, a newsletter where I talk about it. Every uh, yeah. Day. Okay. Every day. <clears throat> I, it's crazy. I think that's fantastic that you're cranking this out. I'm going to definitely go check it out. Yep. Um, and I think the daily thing is, I love the idea of doing something like that. Like you said, forms a habit and people expect it. They look forward to it. Yeah. You really, that's a lot of reads. That's a yeah. lot of people. That's a lot of eyeballs. And and I'm not doing, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not reading newsletter, writing newsletter because I'm going to be some famous, <laughs> it's not, that's not my job. Um, but if attitudes don't change, uh, then I don't, what am I doing? Right. Mm. So that's the point is it's, it's advocacy um, using something that I, I don't have to ask them permission for. It's been really fun. Oh, an interesting man. Wow. I mean, that's been, that's a, that's like a fast 45 minutes too. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Admit when it's out of tune. That's the whole pitch and make I, an open comment. I love it. Um, thanks again for being on the show, Owen. Really, and the work you're doing is truly remarkable. Uh, and I want to, I made a note to myself to find more people using, you know, the electromag electromagnetic. Is that nah, not, it, won't, no. it won't do you any good. Um, but so it's been around for years. And yes, and if you if you do it the regular way, it's not that great. Yes. So, I'm interested still to talk to people to get a frame of, you yeah. know, now that I've got you as a as a as a yardstick. Yeah. <clears throat> it'd be interesting to see how these conversations go. The future is coming. We'll see how fast it gets here. The future is here. I'm, I'm just congratulations again on on getting the validation. Yep, that's um, piece that's done. AcaciaClinics.com is that company, um, and okay. people can people can come and get this treatment now. It exists now. And in New York. New York, and that's how and, they find and and Sunnyvale. Oh, and Sunnyvale. Okay. So in New York, I'm at Fermata, which is going to be in the Acacia Network in a hot minute. And Acacia's okay. in Sunnyvale, and we've been colleagues and friends for years, and now we're working together and bringing this to the world. Okay, anybody listen, you can find Owen Muir uh, either, you know, through here. Uh, we'll have all the links at the bottom of our audio posting on uh, iTunes and all the regular platforms in a couple of weeks when this show gets posted. So all that stuff, Owen, we'll reach out to you and get some, get a couple more links from you. But again, thanks so much for being a guest. And thanks, everybody, for listening and supporting Mental Health Today. We're not in a crisis. We're just out of tune. And we're going to sort this thing out. I'll see you. Oh, and hang around for a minute. I'll see you in about 30 seconds. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it it changes all the time so if you change the way you look at things the things you look at will change